You know, as kids, you don't really realize that your parents were people before they became your parents. They have like this whole safety box or safe box (laughs) of stories. Stories they may never tell you. Stories that they forgot. Stories that they don't really think or bother to mention because they don't think that they're important. That's how I feel about my mom. It's not until I think we reach adulthood that we realize that our parents are people. (laughs) My mom is not just my mom. She's Erica. And Erica has so many stories and such a rich history that I know nothing about. My mom, being an immigrant from Guatemala, just that story of travel is a whole friggin' you know, can of surprises in and of itself, let alone having traveled at 16 years old, having been the single mother of four children, having moved from Rhode Island to Florida, back to Rhode Island, and owning a jewelry company. Every time I speak to my mother, I learn new things about her. And I'm so grateful that we have a relationship now where she has been vulnerable enough to share, to open up and share those things with me. Because just like any other person, even if she's my mom, you got to be comfortable sharing your stories. You got to feel okay sharing your stories. And listening to the podcast episode that you're about to listen to, I realize how much my mother has grown as a person, has grown as my mother. And I feel so honored and humbled by her allowing all of us to listen just a little bit of her story and just a little bit of the very now humorous things that she went through, even though they were maybe challenging. They were very challenging at the time. But while talking to my mother, I also just realized how much my own family, we're a family of storytellers. We're really good at telling stories. (laughs) You'll listen to a story my mother told about my brother Carlos, uh, you'll also get to listen to a story about how my mother did something crazy after just seven days of giving birth to me and some other stories as well. But I love hearing the way my mother tells stories. I love hearing the way she relives the stories that she tells and the detail. And there's always, always, always an ounce of humor and her cute giggle, which I also get from her. I'm a storyteller, which is why I started this podcast. Uh, My dad's a storyteller, which if he ever got to be in the podcast, you'll definitely hear it. (laughs) My brother Carlos is a storyteller. My whole family are just storytellers. And it reminds me of the importance of honoring oral storytelling. Oral storytelling has been a part of Latinx communities forever. Before writing, before books, we told stories, we told our histories in the oral form. And I'm so, so incredibly just grateful that I have a recorded oral story of my family's history, of my family's legacy, and it is recorded through the voice and the cadence of my mother. And you, my lucky listeners have the wonderful honor 
of being able to listen to my mother's story through my podcast. So without further ado, my second unplugged episode of Kriyasan, celebrating my mother's birthday and the month of Mother's Day. Hope you guys like it. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention one more thing. I do not own the rights to any of the songs that I play on my podcast. So there's that. And also, if you want to support my work, please head on over to patreon.com and become one of my patrons. Okay, I promise no more teasers. Now here's the episode. Welcome to the second unplugged episode of Cria Sound. I was just playing No Me Queda Más by Selena. And the reason I played that song is because it is Selena's the artist, and that song is probably the song that reminds me the most of my mother. And as you know, today we are celebrating my mother, Erica J. Garcia. A silent round of applause or an emoji round of applause for my beautiful mother, who you will meet very soon. Um, I just want to thank you all for joining me today because it means a whole lot to be able to celebrate um, my mother. Uh, Today is her birthday. Today is her actual birthday. And also we are celebrating Mother's Day. Uh, This is a really important episode for me because I've actually been planning on it, on having this particular episode for ever since I started my podcast. And it's crazy to think that I started this like early February and it's already time to celebrate you know, this particular episode with my mom. So as you know, my poetry really revolves around um, family and sort of my growth. And my mom really represents both my family and growth for me. So it's a really big deal um, that she's on the show today. It's huge to have my mom on the show because, you know, like, I just feel like now with technology and social media it's just like we always hear people talk about their parents and I talk about my parents quite a bit so it's just an honor for me really to have you all meet my mom my mom since I talk so highly about her so this is one of my favorite poems that I've written a lot of my friends (laughs) have also told me that they really like this poem I've performed it in here in San Diego I performed it in Providence where I'm from and I also performed it in Madrid And I think it's just so nice to be able to finally show you all (laughs) who's behind this poem and get you to see her in the flesh. And I'm already tearing up and I've just started. Um, So without further ado, mom, I hope you are ready for me to invite you. Also, I just recently taught my mother how to go on the live. (laughs) So let's see if she can um, accept my invite. Thank you all for your patience. Mom! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. A round of applause for my mom. Thank you. Everybody, this is this Thank is you. this is my beautiful mother. Mom, I'm so proud of you for being able to get onto the IG live. You've learned so much. Um Oh my god, yes. <laughs> So, Mom, how do you feel? I feel great. Uh, one more year. <laughs> Very 
very thankful with God to have given me one more day, one more year, and very thankful to you too that's making this possible. Okay, thank you, my baby. I love you. <laughs> um, no matter how old I get, everyone, I will always be my mother's baby. <laughs> of course. I'm the youngest of the family, so I'll always be the baby. Um, I also want to give a shout out to everybody who's here. So, mom, para que sepas, people who are currently on the call, I think I think Hugo's on the call. Uh, I have some friends in Spain who are on the call. My friend Elizabeth, Chelsea's on the call. I think he, I think Carlos is also on the call right now. I imagine Jason is watching this with Hugo as well. Um, for us, so we got people watching you from everywhere, mom. Wow, I feel so blessed. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time and being there to to see one one what. <laughs> <laughs> to see you. One famous person. <laughs> You you are famous, Mom. I talk so much about you. So <laughs> thank you. I thank you all for your time, for being there, and on my birthday. So I I feel good. Mom, you crack me up. Um, everyone, my friend Paulina says it's crazy how much we look alike, and I do think it's true. <laughs> We, we also giggle very similarly as well, um, which is very funny. Um, so, Mom, I want to say thank you so much for being on this. Um, it means a lot to me, but I really wanted to have this episode because um, I'm already going to cry, but um, there's so many things that in this life I know that you deserve and that I want to give you. And I know I could, in my lifetime, I could never be able to give you all of those things. But at the very least, what I can give you is recognition and a thank you for being my mom, but also being the kind of mom that you are. And aside from being my mom, being just a remarkable human being. And so I thank you for being on the call and letting me celebrate you in this way. Because <laughs> I know that, <laughs> I mean... I know you don't really necessarily like to be... Well, that's not true. You like to be on the spotlight. A ti te gusta. ¿Te acuerdas esa vez que fuiste a esa... <laughs> My mom went to a restaurant donde había una imitación de Paquita del Barrio. There is a person there who was imitating Paquita del Barrio. And there's a video. My cousin is filming her. This is how you know my mom's not camera shy. Uh, my cousin's videoing her and you just see my mom go literally in the middle of the restaurant, go up to Paquita del Radio and she kind of like nudges her on the side and she goes, you know, I sing, right? <laughs> literally, literally, it's like Paquita del Radio, this impersonator or imitator gets paid to do this thing. And then my mom goes, hey, you know, I sing, right? <laughs> and then. And then you end up singing with Paquito del Barrio. I think I still have that video, actually. So, Soy una tremida. <laughs> Eres bien tremenda. Um, I know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. But anyways, Mom, I just want to say thank you so much again. And I'm going to read the poem. And then we're going to talk a little bit about it, okay? Thank you. All right. Oh, I was going to say a disclaimer. Um, not a disclaimer. I keep using that word. Um, I, sh I want to give a shout out to Carlitos, to my older, one of my older brothers, Carlos, because this poem was actually inspired from a conversation me and Carlos had. 
two summers ago, I was having a very, very incredibly difficult summer. And I happened to be talking to Carlos about it. And I was like, I don't know, bro, like, I feel like giving up. And Carlos said, he said this, he said, you won't give up because you're a, you're a Garcia, you come from mom. And that quote of I come from mom was so, it just clicked for me. And I was just like, in that moment, me and Carlos were kind of like on the same wavelength. We were like, mom has gone through everything. And if mom is the beautiful, generous, amazing woman that she is, we're going to get, you're going to get through whatever it is that you went, you're going through. So shout out to Carlos, (laughs) Uh, because he and his, our conversation is what's inspired this, this poem. All right, mom. So you're ready to cry. (laughs) I am ready. (laughs) So, so the name of the poem is called inheritance. All right. I come from my mother. I come from my mother, which is to say this will not break me. My mother has paled through a million and one storms and come out the other side dry and smiling, dancing and laughing so much the wind lost her breath in awe of her. I come from my mother, come from this. How could this break me when not even my mother is broken? Under the weight of the world and the universe combined, my mother has barely even cracked. My mommy will die before she breaks, before she shatters, profundamente fortified by her mother. Our ancestry, a lineage of resilient blood that not only fought, but survived, that not only survived, but lived, that not only lived, but flourished in the face of all that tried to rip them apart and they did not even break. I come from my mother, Erika Judith Garcia. She is an iron anchor nestled in the pit of my center, in the core of my being. I grip onto her with with both hands to her thundering laugh, her traviesa smile, to her worn fists, her hurricane hips, to her enormous heart in our linaje, to her legacy. I am her legacy and suddenly my entire existence is justified. Suddenly everything I've ever known comes back to me and I remember that this, this is all the strength I will ever need simply by virtue of coming from my mother. Mi madre linda, luchadora y luz. The winds may shake me, but I will not break. This inheritance is too fierce for breaking. <laughs> Jason, oh mommy, Jason's on the call too. Jason says, happy birthday, mom. Two, two most beautiful women. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What about, wow, what wonderful, wonderful words. Uh, Thank you so much. (laughs) You make me very proud. I don't even know what I've done, really. Uh, I know you always say that to me, Mom. You've done great things. What are you talking about? Because I always think I haven't done enough. But I guess I have. I have four beautiful, beautiful, intelligent kids. Good kids. 
great heart. Each one of you make my life beautiful. And I'm so proud of you and every one of, of them. Uh, I love you so much. I love <laughs> you all so much. I love you too, Thank mommy. <laughs> so, well, how did it... Thank I think... I think you've heard, at least in a video, I think I had sent you this poem before, or I don't know if you remember it, but how does it feel like hearing, hearing the poem? It takes me back to my life, because uh, I lived through, like you said in the poem, I have lived through a lot of storms, and I guess I had learned how to fly on top of this storm, and now through the storm, um, it brings me back to difficult times, but I have never been alone. It's not just my strength. I have always trusted God who has given me the strength every single day. And I was able to pull through whatever situation came to my life. So the strength came from up above. And I learned how to trust. And I understood that I had to go on in every situation. I had four children to live for. And for them, I was supposed to fight and fight and never give up. I see a beautiful young lady <laughs> in front of me right now <laughs> that has been a fighter as well. Very intelligent girl that has been independent since a baby <laughs> and I see three wonderful boys as well that grew up to be great young kids now they are men <laughs> men that love men that are great fighters hardworking and you were my strength every one of you were my strength the desire to keep on going and life has been beautiful and with a lot of things, but I cannot say it was just, you know, sadness. But in every single step of my life, I had joy and I had stones in the, in the road that I had to either jump or hit against them. So I decided to jump and I keep on doing it. <laughs> I keep on doing it. <laughs> I remember um well, my mom, I I'm a traveler. A lot of you know me for traveling. My mom has traveled probably just as much as I have at this point. And how many states have you lived, mom? We lived in Florida. Florida, Providence, um North Carolina. No, states, that's it. Yeah. Well, not to mention that you came from Guatemala. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. a small, small note that you immigrated here from Guatemala. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah. An immigrant from Guatemala. <laughs> 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 Para que sepan. Para que sepan. Donde están las mujeres guapas. And so... And then, but you've lit, but you've traveled to many places. You've been to the Dominican Republic. You've been to Israel. You've been to Curaçao. Where else have you gone? Spain. Oh yeah, Portugal with me. Portugal, Dominican Republic, Israel, Curaçao, the Bahamas. Oh, I won. I went to Jamaica. 
Mm. Also, uh, Peru. I also went to Peru. Jason says de Guatemala para el mundo, Erika. <laughs> so, <Love> you, baby. <laughs> so my mother, my mother sings, and in her, in your demo CDs or when you would sing, you would always say, what would you say, mom? De Guatemala para el mundo, Erika. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maya's watching as well, and she says that your hair looks very Erika, angelic. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, mom. So. What is it? Was there anything in hearing my poem and specifically hearing the way? Because what this poem is, it's my view of you, right? How you are in my eyes, right? Is there anything that surprises you about what I wrote or how I said it or what I or anything that I said? Everything, absolutely everything. Um, the way that, that, that you express about me, like you are another Erica. <laughs> that I inspire you. Um, it, it makes it makes me think many things. Uh, uh, I can't even believe the the person you are right now. You know what a woman you have become. And if if for some mother, I had a lot to do in it. I done a great job. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I feel proud, and I feel like you have. Um, I feel your your love. Uh, I feel also that you are there that have actually lived what I've lived mm -hmm. in a way, you know. I know you and my three boys have lived all the processes that I have been through. And um, I am blessed because you guys are fine. But I know it wasn't an easy life uh, for you guys as growing up with me because we went through a lot. And, and, and we fought together. We fought together, struggling one way or the other. But I feel sad when I think about the past because sometimes we think maybe we could have done better, could have maybe had changed other things that could make it better. But that's what life is. It's full of surprises, full of uh, uh, enfrentamientos. Uh, I don't know how to say that in English. It's okay, mommy. <laughs> Retos. Challenges. Challenges. And I faced them. And as little children, maybe you didn't know much, you know. But as you grew up, you faced those challenges with me. And I had to move around with my children. And, and that's what makes me sad sometimes that maybe I didn't give the best I could have for my children. And... Sometimes I say, well, I did what I could, you know. I did what was on my hands to, at that point in time, to go on uh, considering the situation, considering what was going on. So your poem says to me that it means strength, that somehow I came through. Somehow I did what I had to do. And that's why you are there. That's why my children are good. That's why I'm here. And I'm not going to stop. Now, I'm just starting. I'm just a baby. You know? <laughs> my mom will beat any of you all in a dance competition. That's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, mom. I mean, I think I totally, I know what you mean. I know sometimes um, you don't really like to think about the past, but one of my hopes with the poem was to be like, we're humans, right? We're not perfect beings. We can't know everything. It's impossible for us to know everything. And so when I think about what all that I know that you've been through, 
the thing that gets me, and I've talked to the guys about this as well, is mom, because of all the things you have gone through, you have every right to be a bitter woman, to like not smile anymore, to be angry at people. Ser una persona amargada, you have all the reason to because, you know, life handed you a really rough deck, right? You didn't have, things were not easy. So the thing that is most astonishing to me is watching you be, you have a smile that lights up the room, you have such a generous, good heart, you are so good to many people, not just us, you're good to so many people, and how you have managed to keep your heart so open despite, you know, just Tito, you know, after Tito. Yeah, and that's sort of what, this is what my poem is about that I know and I've seen, obviously, I've, I haven't even experienced it fully because it's been your life, not necessarily mine. We've obviously shared experiences together, but I've just been so astonished that like, I remember when uh, another thing I had told you about was I was scared, you know, in me considering possibly going back to Portugal or something like that, you know, me being afraid of what that, you know, of course the perfectionist in me is like, oh my God, but what if this is the wrong decision? What if I go and it's wrong and I shouldn't have done it and it should have been the thing. And then you have so many stories, mom, where you just pull out and you're like, well, you know what? I picked up my, all my bags and four kids and moved across the country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I remember you yeah. told me this one time when I spoke to you, me dijiste de esa vez that we had, you know, we lived in Florida for one and a half years. Um, Jason says something about our smiles. Vacasi, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I remember this one. We used to live in Florida. We lived in Florida for a year and a half. And um, I think Carlos was like the only one who liked it there because that's when he started skateboarding. But the rest of us were like, when we were kids, you know, we're like, we miss Rhode Island snow. We miss the seasons. We miss our family. We miss, you know, because we were we were pretty, pretty much alone out there. And you loved Florida, but you're like, my kids aren't happy, so we're going to go. And you told me that, no sé cuánto, you said you had like 40 bucks in your purse. And with 40 bucks and four kids... By Providence in noon train. How long was that train ride? I remember the pants I was wearing in that train. I was wearing these floral corduroy pants on that train. It was like nine hours or something like that. Well, you know what? The thing is, that was I was trying to go on with life, trying to go on, make a difference, uh, live a different life, sick and tired of what was going on already. Uh, and I was trying to do everything for the best of the kids, right? So I... When I spent there, what, well, a couple of years, right? And you guys were not happy there. I'm like, forget it. If my kids are not happy, I'm not happy. And it's still like that. If I know my kids are not happy, I, you know, it breaks my heart. It's still like that. That's the love of my mother. So I didn't care that I had to leave all the little things that I had already bought, put them in a storage to catch train with my four children and the clothes back to Rhode Island with four, $14, no, $24 in my pocket. $24 in a train. And you started over completely. Over like 14 hours, you know. And, we, sta and we started over. Start over from zero again. Now, this is the thing. I've learned a lot with life, but this is one thing I have to say. I have encountered a lot of difficulties 
and, and many situations in their life, right? But I know that the past is the past. I have to go on. I needed to find the strength to go on because if I die, then what's going to happen with my kids? I had a lot of stress, a lot of things going on. I, I, I mean, I could have died back then. But God was good. And I understood that if he was with me, then I was stronger. I will forget the past. I live now. I got to keep on living because I have four children. I have a future ahead of me. I'm going to say goodbye, pasado. I don't give up, you know. <laughs> Nope, no more. This is me now. I'm going to find a way. And God always was there with me. So it's what I, I always say. Why am I going to keep dragging the past into my present? I don't want it. I don't care. That's it. It hurt a lot. But that, that was it. I, I don't even want to know or think about it anymore. I got a future ahead of me. I got a smile. I am living and I'm, and I'm thankful, I'm healthy, I have four beautiful children that are healthy, my family's healthy, so what we gotta do is keep on going. There's a lot of, uh, you know, worries and everything going on right now, but we gotta trust that we're gonna get out of this one and we gotta smile and we're still alive. Bottom line is, God is with you, nothing to be afraid of, that's it. <laughs> Bottom line. Gotta keep smiling, bye-bye. <laughs> So my mom, yeah, I will say mom. So we moved around a lot when we were kids. So I went to five different elementary schools. I went to... I'm sorry. <laughs> that was hard for you, but you know what? It was so hard for me too. So I had to bring you. I had to bring Jason. I had to bring Hugo. I had to bring Carlos to all different places. He was, oh my God. Y la pasada de Huguito that my tía Tina sent him to school con pantuflas. <laughs> One day, my great aunt, um, my mom's aunt, she's been one of our caretakers. I, I was raised, partially raised by her. And my tia Tina, my oldest brother, Hugo, was at her house. And um, I guess my, I don't know if it was mom or dad who dropped him off at tia Tina's and forgot to pack the boy's shoes. And so my tia Tina, like... We're always rushing. That was a crazy life we had. Always and, on the go. And so my tia Tina was supposed to drop you go off at school so off they went and then dad tells me that they called him from school and Hugo was in the principal's office and my dad was like what happened what happened they're like come pick up your son he's wearing slippers and he can't be wearing slippers he can't be wearing slippers to school and so my dad goes like he calls Tia Tina and he goes, what happened? She goes, well, what did you want me to do? You didn't leave me any shoes. So off he went to school with pantuflas. <laughs> there are so many stories in our lives, but, you know, my head was like this. I mean, I had a business, remember, in Rhode Island. The, ju the jewelry company? The jewelry company for 15 years. I had that business. Then when the business was slow. I went to school for cosmetology, so I didn't have to waste any time. My mother, you know? my mother was nine months pregnant when she took her cosmetology exam. Right there's exactly. a there's a picture of you pregnant, no, cutting actually, photos, right? Given birth already. I w it was just seven days since I since I gave birth to you. 
do you That's see how I it. do you see how my poem is <laughs> I actually mean when I say that you've been through everything and, and, and there's a, a whole story behind that too because, because uh, when I went I don't know if I have time to yeah, no, to, go to ahead. Do this. yeah. but when I went to, to the test we were early like an hour right for the test and I had to bring a model an American lady that was my friend And, and she said, of course, I will go with you, Erica, no problem. She was going to be my mother. I was going to cut the hair and everything. <clears throat> so we went. And since we were early, I said to her, let's have breakfast. Okay, let's have breakfast. And so we went to a restaurant right by the school, and we had breakfast. When I looked for my purse, my little purse, my wallet to pay, I didn't have the wallet. Okay. I'm like, oh, oh, my God, now what? And she said, Erica, don't worry about it. I'll pay for it. I felt so embarrassed, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, not only she's my model, right? And, and I have to pay for this. I mean, she has to pay for this. And so what happened, and then I say, okay, uh, thank you so much. Um, you know what? I'll give it back to you. She says, it's all right. Then we go to the school. We go to the school. And I go up in the trunk where I had my, my, my bag with all my tools that I needed to use. And, and the trunk doesn't open in the car. It was an old car. The, the trunk thing open. And I'm like, oh, my God, I only have 10 minutes. What's going to happen now? And I was seven days since I gave birth to you. I was, like, you know, hysterical. I, I was in pain and, and everything. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is not happening to me. This is not happening to me. So I go to the phone booth and call your dad. And I said, what happened to the trunk? The trunk is not opening. And this and that, the key is not working. Like, you better come here and open this. And I remember that your dad drove over there. Of course, I was late for the exam. He drove over there and bang, <laughs> open the trunk and, and I and I took the bag. I was so mad and um, I went to the school and, and the teacher said, I'm sorry, Erica, but you're late for the test. And I'm like, no, no, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Give me a chance. This is what happened. This and that. Right. And um, she said, okay, but you only have, I had less time than everybody. Right. So with all the pressure, with all the pain and the anger and everything, and I still had to perform a, a color, a cut and everything. And, and you cut the, what? and you cut the girl's I, ear off. <laughs> I cut the hair and, and the hair was beautiful at the end. So, you know, I got, what was that? 92, I think I got in, in the test. And they gave me my diploma. I was so happy. So uh, uh, I said to her, okay, let's go and um, come to see the car. When we, when, we, when we went in the car, I had no gas. <laughs> you, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I had no gas in the car. And, and I said, oh, no, this can't be happening to me. She, the lady put gas in the car for me. I'm like, no way, no way. And so 
embarrassed. And she said, Erica, don't worry, you give it to me after. But I went through all that process and it was horrible. So I go home and your dad says to me, uh, a guy called and said that you lost your wallet. I'm like, yeah, I did lose my wallet, but where? He said he found it in a phone booth. Remember there was a phone booth before? What happened was that in the morning, I had called your dad to remind him something about you guys, because, you know, he used to forget everything. And and that's where I had left the, my wallet, because I took quarters to put in and make the phone call. And, and so that's where I left it, even before I went to breakfast with the lady. And, and so all that thing happened. So, oh my God, that was one of them. Literally, that's one story of my mother's whole life. And that story stressed me out. I'm already stressed for you. Oh my goodness. And that was seven yes. days after you gave birth to me? Uh, one week, yes. Oh my God. Was dad taking care of me at that point? Like yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't, I wouldn't call it taking care yeah. of you. Oh my goodness, mom. I didn't know that story. Uh-huh. So, sometimes, but we survived. We survived. Uh, well, we mom, need to be strong in every, in every part of life. We need to be strong. I would also say, though, my mom, you know, mom, you, I really feel like, you know, you're, you haven't only survived, but you've also thrived. I mean, you're an entrepreneurial woman. You work from home. You have your own schedule. You travel when you want. So you, I mean, you think about where you've, where you've come from and all of the obstacles that were put in your way. Like one of the reasons I wrote the poem is because I felt as though as, as your daughter that I'm like, I don't think mom sees herself in this light. I don't know if mom sees her as this very incredible human being. Of course, no one's perfect. You're not perfect, but like it is it is crazy how much you've gone through and to be where and to be where you are now like you are a success story and i know that you have goals and dreams and all of that stuff that you still want to achieve but even without those things you are worth celebrating and even without those things you have accomplished so much you know um it's it's funny too because like since my mom went to cosmetology school we you grew up cutting our hair and i remember when I first got my haircut, that wasn't, it took me like what, 18 years of my life to get my haircut by someone who wasn't you. And I just remember being like, I'm sorry, a haircut cost how much? I was like, my mom used to cut my hair for free. You're telling me a trim cost me like $20. I was like, there's no way. But I will say mommy, like, I know. Yeah. Talking, talking about haircuts, right? Carlitos. Yeah. Because I used to cut the boys here, right? The, like a mushroom, right, mommy? Like a mushroom, yeah. <laughs> so one day I decided to cut Carlito's hair short and not like a mushroom anymore. I wanted to give him a different look, right? <laughs> I remember he's sitting in front of the mirror and you know Carlito's <clears throat> all fat and mad, right? So he was right in, <laughs> in front of the, of the mirror and I started cutting his hair with the busters, because I mean, it was going to be short. And so when I was almost done, Calito started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what, mijo? 
well, what happened? You don't like your haircut? And he said, it's not that. It's just that my hair and I had gone through so much together. <laughs> he was missing his hair. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. I hope Carlos is watching this right now. That is so, that is such a Carlitos comment. And definitely a Carlitos, like when Carlos was young, Carlos, Carlos would just have these like very mature thoughts like that is such I don't know if it was all the cartoons or like I don't know what it is but Carlos just developed very like mature <laughs> ideas that is so funny oh my god when you when you mention uh all of the things that I have gone through some because sometimes I don't think about it you know um I consider that and if I live through it, is you know I had to live through it, but I learned from it. So if it doesn't kill you, you learn something from it, right? Yes. Um, I always say the way I came to this country, it was through an a special airline, two airlines I used, the desert and <laughs> <y> Rio Grande, <laughs> the desert and the Rio Grande. And, and now that I think about it, and sometimes you mention it to me and make me realize, you know what? Yeah, it's, it's right. I had survived so many things. I haven't been alone, obviously. And I say, wow, just the fact of coming through the desert and the Rio Grande. With your one dress, no right? English when I came. Huh? Didn't you only have like one outfit when you came through the river or something? Yeah. 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 Just the clothes that I had on. And I came with my dad and. It, it was another story. Um, and then I zero English. I remember your brother's, uh, your uncle, what's his name? The one that died, uh, Noe. Mm. Noe. The first day that I came to this country, he, he was in a, in a house that I went with your dad. And he said to me, how are you? The very first day. I had never, ever, ever listened to a word in English in my life. And I'm like, I don't know. O sea, yo no sé de qué me habla. Oh, yo te dije que sí, ¿cómo estás? Oh, okay, bien, gracias. What's your name? Yo le dije que yo no sé inglés. Y le come lodo. Nobody was tough. Then learning the language and, you know, start working. That was my dream, to come to the United States and work and send $200 a month to my mom. That was my dream. That was my dream. I said, Mom, I'm going to go. I'm going to send you $200 a month. My mom was crying so much. So many years passed by already. Here I am. I'm happy. I am thankful. My life are my children. My life are my children. Whatever parents do whatever you do when you have children everything is for the children i mean our life is our children they're happy they're settled they they you know then we are fine if they're struggling they suffer then we suffer but we gotta we gotta go on with life and be strong and have faith and trust in god that's all we have about like 10 minutes left before this cuts us off. So the last thing I wanted to ask you, mom, is there's a line in here where I say, 
you're that you are profundamente fortified by her mother, meaning Mamatita, right? Your mom, our ancestry, a lineage of resilient blood that not only fought but survived, that not only survived but lived, that not only lived but flourished in the face of all that tried to rip them apart and they did not even break. So I don't know, what do you think of when I when I say that? I think you're right, because I come from a family of fighters. I come from a family of guerreros that have lived poverty, have come from zero and have learned to come through and face many challenges. While I grew up with my grandfather, where I used to go and help him at the land where, where he grew tomatoes, and sometimes we didn't even have, we only had frijoles and tortillas. We didn't have carne or pescado or fish or meat to eat. Once in a while, if we had that, that was wonderful. So we grew up knowing what's worth in life. Sometimes we focus in little things that don't even matter. And we suffer with little things that don't even matter. But when the love of the family is there, there is a powerful thing that glues everybody. And, and everything can be possible when you as a family love each other and stick for each other. And we, I learned that from my grandfather. He was, even though we didn't have money, he was always there with his love for us and always giving us words of wisdom on how to live life and live better. You know, and I learned that from my father. I learned that from my mother. I saw an example on family members where they came from nothing and now they are business people. Business people that are doing amazing. And so we, we all come from that. We come from nothing. But knowing that we, if we work and use this one, okay, if we work, it's not about how hard you work, it's how smart you work. If we use this one and we trust God and we do things right, we mistakes, but we learn from them. But every time we make a mistake, we learn more. Eventually, if we're not too hard-headed, right? Eventually, we should be doing things better and better. So I learned from my family. I saw an example on each one of them. And that's where I get it from. And that's where you guys get it from. And you were the one who, remember, they, who was it who told me that when you were in school, mom, they amaban a ti, they would call you to go beat other people up? <laughs> yes, porque yo soy la brava de la familia. <laughs> Because my mom can have a short temper sometimes. You'd beat people up. Uh-uh. I'm not like that anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, I used to be like that. I used to I used to be so mad. I think that's where Carlitos get it from. Mm. I, I used to have no patience. I remember in school that girls got in fights. And, and they used to go and look for me because I was the tough one. I was the tough one, but I will beat him up for them. <laughs> I did get into a lot of fights. <laughs> that is and so funny. Yeah. Well, my especially when I was playing soccer too. Oh yeah, because my mom also played soccer. Oh yeah. And you tore your MCL or your ACL? Torn ligament. 
I had a torn ligament. And then my mom, my mom was out of the game from then on. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, mommy, um, I want to wrap this up before it cuts us off. But mommy, thank you so much for for doing this and for talking about your life. I know it can be really emotional and it can be a lot, but I know that your stories, just like when I share my story with other people, you sharing your story is so in, you know empowering and inspiring um, for other people. So I want to thank you again for being on the call and just a reminder that you are amazing, that you are an incredible human being and don't ever forget it. And if you do forget it, then you have this poem that I wrote for you so that you can remember. But I love you, Mommy. Have- uh, well, I, have to, I have to say thank you so much for inviting me. The, the stories are too many. But <laughs> thank you for giving me the chance to share a little bit with you. I love you. I am proud of you. Keep it up. Keep being the amazing person that you are. I love you with all my heart. All of you that are there, my children, I love you so very much. I give my life for all of you. Every one of you, thank you for taking the time for listening to us and being part of this. Um, Before you leave, Mom, I think you have like three minutes before this cuts us off. Jason wants you to sing a song. Que nos cante, que nos cante. (laughs) Que les voy a cantar, que les voy a cantar. Eh, Selena, sing No Me Queda Más. Como la Yo sé perder. I love you. I hope you have a great birthday. Um, eat a lot of good food. Uh, share. I mean, you can't really go outside, but <laughs> enjoy your time. I am, I am definitely eating a lot of good food. <laughs> See? <laughs> See my cachete? <laughs> it's okay, mommy. I love you. Thank you. And um, you we'll talk soon, okay, mommy? Okay, baby. Okay. Thank you. No me queda más. Well, that's it, y'all. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you again so much for for listening. I hope you were as you were laughing as much as I was throughout the entire episode, or at the very least, in awe of my mother's strength. But until next time, hasta luego. Ciao. Yo tenía una esperanza en el fondo de mi alma que un día te quedaras. Conmigo y aún guardaba una ilusión que alimentaba el corazón, mi corazón que hoy tiene que verte como solo amigo.